It's April 14th, 2020. My next guest is Ad Borore. He's an economist who lives in Holland. He has over 40 years of experience in business, banking, and education. He's also an active author and has published five books since 2007. His latest book is called Money in the Supporting Role, which he published in 2018, and his other book, Money Comes from Nothing, in 2012. Ad and I met a few years ago in The Hague at the New Financial Forum, which was an interesting gathering of bankers and insurance industry people to talk about a new financial model. That's where I presented my first vision of an economy of well-being and an economic model based on love. Ad and I spoke today about some of the innovations that I think can emerge in this COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, and the fallout, which I think is an opportunity to reestablish a new money system based on well-being. So, uh, good morning from Edmonton, Ad Bruder, my friend from Holland. We've known each other, I think, since the Hague, the Hague, and met yes. Ivo Valkenberg. We were speaking. Yes. I think I was speaking at the New Financial Forum or something on the Forum, future. Yes. I don't know how many years ago, and we, we just had an interview with Ivo, and Ivo was saying he wants to come back to Holland from Romania. <clears throat> and yep. um, so you and I, have, we, we sort of, we're, we're one of the rare people like Yanis uh, Farufakis, who, you know, the former Greek finance minister, actually understands money. Uh, I was just listening to Mr. Harar, the, the historian who sold 23 million books. I know we haven't sold 23 million books, even though we're <laughs> speaking a truth. Yeah. But he was, it's amazing when you hear someone like that say, actually, I'm not an economist. I don't know anything about the money system. But somehow we're going to have to find money for the post-COVID right, conditions, which are going to be difficult. And so I thought what we might do as economists, or at least those who have studied banking and money, uh, talk about, you know, why are we in this situation? Not so much why are we in this situation, uh, but actually what we're seeing is an illumination of a system that was rather magical in the first place. Money suddenly is appearing out of nowhere. We call it helicopter money or we use words like quantitative easing. And I say it's just, yeah. it simply means easy. Look how easy it is now to create the yeah. money in an emergency. And why wasn't that right. the case four months ago? And so the question is, so what can we do tomorrow or you know, in the next six months, what should we be talking about uh, hoping that some people will be listening to this conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, the good news is I'm speaking to the Associate Finance Minister's office in an hour from now of Canada. Okay. Okay. And there is a serious interest in this idea of well-being budgeting, as New Zealand mm -hmm. has done. So that's that gives me a little hope. But you know, I know that you and I are also a little bit cynical sometimes about the system that has an incredible immune system to change. Um, so tell us a little bit about, you know, what you're thinking, what you've been writing uh, and what you envision for Europe, for Holland, for in terms of a new money system. Okay. Well, I'm writing since uh, 2009. Uh, then my first book was uh, A Humane Economy. And uh, it was uh, the beginning of a process where I uh, searched, looked for, searched for um, a solution 
for this present system? Uh, how could we replace this present system for a system that's more humane, as I uh, named the book, and it um, means that uh, it's not dominated by money? Mm. Because money domination is uh, the most, uh, the biggest problem we have, in my opinion. And um, what I uh, hope for is that uh, there will be um, um, that people um, uh, are able to understand that we um, are not dependent of uh, the official money. And that uh, money is a matter of agreement. Money is everything we agree mm. on that it uh, can be used. And um, uh, if we understand this, if a, a bigger uh, number of people understand this, then maybe we can uh, make our own uh, ec economic networks mm. and um, pay each other with our own money. And the important thing about that money is that it's interest-free and that it's also debt-free and uh, that you can't speculate with that money. So it's um, apart from uh, that uh, fin from the fin financial sector with its uh, um, yeah, uh, Dow Jones and AX mm -hmm. and uh, shares and, and so on and so on. Right. And uh, not to forget about derivatives. Right, right. Can, uh, can you pull it back just a bit? Uh, yeah, yeah, only, yeah, okay. So, yeah, only for those who want to read your lips because we can't oh, okay. read your lips. Okay, yeah, is, just a, this just is better? A little bit more maybe. Yeah, yeah. that's better. That's so yeah, 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 that's better. Okay. Otherwise I'm just seeing this and that's all. Okay, yeah. In case, in case <laughs> I we crawl into uh, the, the laptop. <laughs> in case we put it on YouTube, you know, just. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, can you just, uh, just a little bit of background. I mean, what you're saying is of course, music, you know, I, I understand what you're saying, but for the average listener, when they're trying to understanding most, you know, most of us don't understand money. We, we assume someone's taking care of things and there's magically just, you know, and, and those of us who have woken up, um, to the, the reality, even the bank of England now has admitted that the private banks are creating 95% of the money that we call money. Um, just a little bit about your background and like, how did you, how did you arrive at this, your own epiphany and from what sector were you coming from? What profession? Okay. Okay. Well, uh, I studied economics. Uh, and uh, after that, I worked with uh, a, a Dutch bank. Um, and in, uh, after that, uh, I went to in education and uh, those, uh, the combination of those two, education and uh, bank, mm -hmm. learned me lots about uh, the re reality about money. I didn't learn that on uh, uh, at the university. Neither did I. I mean, I've got no one told me degree. what uh, what money re really is. Yeah. But I learned about it through uh, my experience with uh, bank and also uh, through education because. I had to tell to students about uh, money and about financing. And uh, the more I told them about it, the more questions came. <laughs> you had, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Wait a minute. I never so, thought about this before. <laughs> no, no, indeed. <laughs> the best, the best way to uh, learn is to teach. <laughs> exactly. It's true. <laughs> then when a four-year-old asks you, dad, yeah. like, how come you're so, doesn't money just, and you, and you start, your head starts spinning because you don't know yeah. how to answer your child, right? No, 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 indeed. <laughs> and, uh, well, um, I was also helped by uh, the the book of uh, Lita, Bernard Lita, who oh, yes. wrote Money for the Future. Amazing. Uh, and uh, in this uh, process, I discovered finally that uh, money is, in fact, what I said, a, a, a matter of agreement. Mm -hmm. And uh, as it is done now, it's, uh, in fact, uh, uh, created out of thin air by, uh, by banks. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you said, 95% uh, of all the money is uh, digital money mm -hmm. uh, created by banks based on a, a debt contract. And so and, with every, uh, every loan and every government bond that's sold in the market is a brand new creation of new money. Yeah, yeah new money, yes, out of uh, thin air, in, mm -hmm. in fact. And uh, it doesn't matter uh, that uh, in, in the end there's also savings, but those savings arise from... Uh, the money that's created out of thin air, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and not uh, and not the other way around, because uh, they they say that savings are the basis. But, but no, savings are the consequence of the money creation process. So in a way, we use you know we kind of jokingly use this word magic. You know, I, I'll spell it with a K uh, because it is kind of magic. It's the the notion of alchemy. And this is yeah. kind of the, the strange aspects of banking that are in the shadows. And, it, and I've always wondered, I, could I meet a forensic accountant who could show me how these bookkeeping entries actually work? Show me the mechanics. You walk into the bank, you say, you know, I'm odd. And, and they say, what do you want? And you say, I need a mortgage. And they don't tell you that means a death pledge in French. But uh, I don't know what they say in Dutch. But, uh, and then they, but they... Hypothèse. Hippote, hip, yeah, hippote, exactly. <clears throat> uh, which is actually a French word. The French are using that word, not mortgage, which is actually also a French word, right? But hippote yeah. is different. That's an agreement. So uh, so the, this brand new 200,000 euros suddenly appears, uh, you know, in your Excel spread, in the banker's Excel spreadsheet. And, and you, never, you never question, you think that that money maybe come from other deposits, but no, it was just a digital entry. And now you yeah. go buy your condominium or your house in, in uh, you know, The Hague or wherever, and you never question where did that money appear? How did it arise? Uh, but the expectation now is you have to pay the principal plus interest on plus something interest the bank indeed. did like magically. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. That's yeah. it. Uh, I uh, have written an uh, essay about an island economy. Yeah. That uh, 11 people uh, are um, shipwrecked and they come on an uh, inhabited uh, island. So they have to make some kind of living there and uh, they have a society and they, ex um, they uh, experiment with uh, money. First, uh, money with interest. Right. And then money without interest, and then uh, money based on time. Right. And in the end, uh, they uh, get rid of money because they discover that money is in fact 
always a factor of disturbance. Right. In the end. Disturbance. That's the, beautiful. Be the best option is uh, no money. But a, a, a society has to be uh, um, uh, grown up I, I uh, think to be is... able to uh, do that, to, to work without money. Yeah. So it's, um, in fact, an, 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 a sign of um, an not um, uh, being adult as a society mm -hmm. that uh, you need money. Right. So money itself is, it's just an instrument. It's not evil uh, per se. I mean, we could say the love of money might become an evil or, a, you know, sin. I heard the word sin means incongruence yeah. with the divine. Like it, it's just a, a willful incongruence. So yeah. but when we believe that hoarding this money will somehow secure well-being, you know, and free us from some anxiety, it's actually not yeah. true. We, we know that in our experience, yeah. the richest people aren't necessarily the happiest. So I'd like to talk before we get into the sort of what is possible, because you've said some important things. Money is an agreement. I mean, I would agree. It's, you know, the economy says the store of value, you know, there's three kind of attributes. But I think this idea of agreement is really fundamental, especially in this COVID, in the condition we're in now, because and I want to talk to you about that in a minute, but I want to ask you because a lot of people who wake up to this truth about money and the money system, um, there's two possible responses. The first one is, I can't believe it. I can't believe that I've grown up in this matrix like Neo and I didn't take a blue pill or a red pill, but suddenly I realized actually I am a slave in a debt money system, but I can't leave Egypt. There's no there's no Moses. You look, you kind of look like Moses, but I mean, right. No one's leading us out of slavery. And but, so we're all born into the system. And then we, we go through school and we take an economics degree and we still don't understand anything. And so one of the responses, I know a lot of my friends get angry. They get, they're like, Oh, this must be a conspiracy. And like, who's responsible? Uh, well, these big banks, you know, it might be Goldman Sachs or it might be the Rothschilds or whoever. And over the years, I've learned, you know what, in a way, there's, there's also feeling a, some compassion here, too, on my side, that the system, okay. it, and so there's, there's that kind of tension of anger and compassion, and then the sense okay. of justice. Okay. So I wanted to ask you about yeah. your own emotional experience and yeah. how, you're, yeah. how you're dealing with this kind of initial okay. anger, and then how do you transcend it? Okay, well, uh, I think this whole uh, money system is based on uh, greed, on a lust for power and mm -hmm. self-interest. It facilitates those three things. Mm -hmm. So people ha who are uh, um, have a, a big lust for power and who have a big greed are flourishing in this system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if this is also um, coupled to um, a uh, not so um, big um, heart, if the heart is cold, if the heart is cold, then uh, they um, well, then they profit in a big extent to a big extent from this uh, this present system. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't think, uh, I don't say the system in itself is wrong, but the system facilitates uh, the, the wrong people 
to get uh, rich, to have power, and to uh, make decisions over us. So in a way, they're, um, they're, they're sociopaths in a sense, characteristically wise. Yeah. And so they're, self, and they're self-medicating, change. right? They're self-medicating Indeed. by de- accumulating more and more power and wealth. Uh, yeah. and, and there's never enough. And if we want to change this, then we have to change the system. Mm-hmm. But as we can't change the system because the system is too big, we have to get uh, together people who understand it and uh, make our own economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. A, a small scale economy with our own um, coin. And own agreements, mutual agreements. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and uh, what you can do sub- sub- uh, subsequently is to um, uh, make like a chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. With people in Canada, with people in England, with people in Russia, with people in the US, we can come together and, um, yeah, and connect. So we, we, we call it a, a daisy wheel of nodes on the network, right? Yeah. And where where yeah. we're all interconnected so, between lines between two nodes. Yeah. And then the line is re- reflects her trust, right? The relationship between yeah. us. And then the more trust, the less, right? The, the easier the transaction. Yeah. <clears throat> and based on uh, love eh? and based on um, the um, uh, connection. Love and connection are the two big ingredients for a new economy. I'm, I'm smiling, you know, because you, you have to pull back a bit more. But when I hear a Dutchman talk about love, you know, I, I really, I, I know your relationship with women, uh, not yours, but the Dutch man's relationship with Dutch women. And so, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I find, I'm always amazed that, you know, you and Evo and, and some of us, we use the word love, you know, and it sounds like it's just this fluffy word, but it, it's interesting because love to me is an action. It, it is. It's a power. Love, in my opinion, love <laughs> is uh, a love for life. Love yeah. is the same as life. Right, right, right. And absolutely, um, the the opposite of it is, is anxiety. Well, the reverse. Anxiety, and that's death. Yeah, and uh, notice you see it now with uh, this uh, COVID nineteen that uh, uh, yes, yes. anxiety and fear. Fear. Yeah, that's the right word. Fear makes people um, behave in a fear of death, a fear of, they don't move anymore. And uh, love makes you move, makes you uh, go into motion. Thank you. And, and that's love in my opinion. Can, can, we, can we just uh, riff on this? <clears throat> One thing I just read was when Rudolf Steiner, the uh, philosopher, German uh, or Austrian economist, uh, and he was, he was an interesting man, but during the Spanish flu, 1918, or just before that, he was yeah. writing about viruses. And he wrote that the virus, what is a virus? A virus is, is something, actually it's an expression of toxicity from within, from our cells, as if like our cells are diseased. And, and so that explosion of toxicity, uh, when released under certain conditions, particularly under fear, causes a catastrophic condition in our body as if like our body is a reflection of the toxicity of the planet that w- that we've imposed the toxicity of greed and so we have this unbelievable metaphor and we we're at war with a virus but actually it's all potentially within us yeah 
and the healing comes yeah. when you go inside yeah. and you, you love. You, yeah. yeah. You might say it's uh, the um, parts that we have rejected and that yeah. uh, presents uh, yeah. itself to us. Solve it. Right. Solve it, please, because uh, we are also part of your life. So when we reject too much, maybe we're vulnerable for uh, for viruses then. Yeah. And I think this is what's so beautiful about, you know, Evo and, and his work, Valkenberg on Ho'oponopono. And I've worked with the Polynesians myself now, the ancient ones, the Tahitians, and they remind us too, they have a saying, when I was there, I was, you know, big smart economist, the president invites me down, like help us, so you're still a colony of France, so you're still in, you know, you're still in a slave system. But um, I said, let's do a well-being kind of budget and idea. And and, uh, and the old old men, they stood up and they spoke in Tahitian and says, uh, with all due respect, you know, Canadian economists, we have a saying in Tahiti, uh, and we're going to rename your project, Te Aroa Airahi. And I said, and the president's like, what? I said, what did he just say? He said, our saying is Te Aroa means may love, aroha, like aloha in Hawaii. Love, may love, airahi means flourish. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's your mantra? You could kick the French, <laughs> you know, the French want what you always knew, right? And so I, I was just blew my mind that I thought, here's this yeah. wisdom that still resonates in the South yeah. Pacific. Um, yeah. yeah, indeed. So, so tell me about, I mean, one of the, the, the curiosities people don't understand, you know, back in, I think, was it 1640s, uh, William of Orange from Amsterdam became the king of England and brought into law the Bank of England. So the, we have basically the first private bank. Before that, the British had what they call a tally stick system, this wooden stick. And yeah. the ancient Polynesians had shells. Uh, and in Canada or North America, they had wampum, which was seashells, so, which came from ancient Taiwan originally, from the indigenous people of Taiwan. So amazing, right? The Chinese adopted shells. So here we have this use of something from nature originally. And then we have this smarty pants guy, and not blame everything on William of Amsterdam, but um, we have this new kind of debt money system brought into effect. And eventually the tally sticks go out of favor. And most Britons, if you ask them about a tally stick, they don't They were own. burnt in Westminster. <laughs> yeah, and they caused, caused the great fire, well, right? The fire, yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. The oak was so <laughs> old and hot that it burned, you know, fiercely. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so thinking about this, um, so, so not that we can go back 400 years and, and redress the problem of what that unleashed, which was a accumulation of debt money, which becomes cancer, which we see now, Un, unrepayable. I don't care if you're Italy or Greece all or any developed country, they're all in the same boat. Yeah. And we've been talking about what if you wipe the slate, you reboot the whole computer. It's like you do a hard drive reboot and all the debts wipe clean and we start again. And you've said something important. We start with the notion that money is an agreement. So what do we agree is worth living for? What do we agree is the basic foundations? In other words, we find these things self-evident in any society and we declare them like the U.S. did a long time ago. And then we operate on those principles and we create money 
on the principle that, for example, all wealth comes from the creator, from God. And end of story, it's just full stop. Do we agree? Yeah. Oh, some may not agree, but a yeah. lot of us will agree. Yeah. And then the, the amount of money we need uh, is created in, in actually precise proportion to our needs, to our well-being needs, to the needs of the environment. We can solve climate change. I mean, I'm, I know I'm giving you my position on this, but I'm curious to know in the world of we've got smart contracts and Bitcoin and Ethereum and all these young people working on this blockchain technology, which is fantastic. But I think mm -hmm. we have this window now to do something really innovative with mm -hmm. this notion of a new agreement on a platform of mutuality, respect, compassion, and the sharing of assets. So what, what are your thoughts on, on these kind of ideas? Yeah, well, uh, you name uh, the Bitcoin. And uh, this is an, a fine example of how we uh, deal with money. Uh, because uh, in um, principle, uh, the Bitcoin may be a very idealistic, but uh, it uh, um, degraded into a speculation thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, now it's, uh, well, uh, the Bitcoin, uh, I've invested in this Bitcoin and the whole idea of a, a, a coin that's uh, apart from banks and where, where you can uh, pay each other without uh, going via a bank and um, uh, you can work with blockchain so that you are very transparent. It's all uh, basically, it's all, all a very good idea. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, the thing is that uh, the money power uh, has its grip on uh, the digital money market. Yes, and um, which makes uh, sense from their perspective. And they and, and they and they get they get uh, people through there. What what I said, greed. Greed mm -hmm. is also right. the, always the basis where people are vulnerable for. And uh, when young people say, well, uh, I get so often now the question, what should I do with my money? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What should I do with my money? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I think uh, <laughs> put your money where your mouth is, uh, invest it in things you love. I'm going to buy Gouda cheese futures, I think. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, do, no, it's true, right? do something that makes you happy with that, it that you, and yeah, uh, yeah, don't yeah. invest it in dead things because dead things uh, remain dead and in the end you can't eat gold and you can't eat uh, paper money that's right yeah can, can uh, can't eat at all digital money <laughs> one press on the button and all digital money has disappeared yeah. Like we, we looked at our, our saving, our investment account yesterday or, you know, we got a quarterly report and, and my wife said, do you want the bad news? I said, yeah, sure. Whatever. It's like down 22%. So I said, well, of course, because the market, you know, but, but one of the questions I've been asking is, you know, this euphemism that the market is down, all it means is some money, some people sold stocks at a certain point in time and yeah. are sitting in cash. Yeah. And the only, because it was so, are you saying that our investment company did not do that? The question then is who has the, who is sitting on these mountains of cash now ready to enter the market yet again and ride the next wave? And people yeah. don't understand how these markets even work. 
Uh, but you're right. You were just, you may as well throw darts um, and wish, you know, wish for your lucky strike or you yeah. can buy, you know, buckets of honey, which will last, I mean, for yeah. thousands of years. <laughs> and you can. <laughs> the difference is here eh, between uh, yeah. our ears. <laughs> between uh, our ears. Can we uh, look at a different uh, way at uh, value and ourselves? Yeah. Uh, that we, we create a value and money doesn't create value. Uh, people think that uh, money is necessary to uh, create anything. If there's no money, you can't do anything. Yeah. But that's basically, <laughs> um, you, you might say, a, a kind of madness. It is a madness. So help, help us think through, you know, it's, it, you know, it does feel like you're, we're Frodo and Mordor, you know, the, there's millions of orcs and we'll never survive, you know. Uh, Thank, thank goodness we have a ring to like hide ourselves sometimes <laughs> from Sauron. Yeah. It is like the Lord of the Rings. Until it's bitten from yeah. our finger. <laughs> but I said, the good news is there's many of us Frodo's. Like we're all storming the same mountain. We're all trying to get in and, and close down the volcano, right? The, the Sauron eye. I think Tolkien was very smart. He, uh, yeah, yeah. he was using metaphor or whatever. Um, so were all these other authors, Wizard of Oz and stuff. So um you know if we sort of consider ourselves like superheroes and we want to and young people ask what should i do with my money and we say just follow your heart follow your joy where's your joy take you life is only about hours of life energy you only have yeah. seven hundred thousand hours maybe and a third yeah. of that you'll be sleeping so how are you going to make the best use of your time which we all have yeah. in common so yeah. now now we can talk about new agreements um helping someone be the best they can be at what they were, what they're here to do. Right. And, and now we have an asset. So I've been, you know, I've been writing about this saying, you know, we, we operate without a balance sheet at the national level. We don't even know what assets are. We we're, we're not measuring a lot of things like relationships and trust, you know, or feelings and no economists don't deal with feelings. They just, everything's objectified. No. And most assets that we we measure are false. Are false. So so I I mean, the last two years I've been thinking, this is just a failure of basic accounting. Five hundred years of accounting yeah. or older, right? Going back to Samaria, poorly executed by professional accountants, national yeah. income accountants. Like yeah. so, it's not as it. I'm not attacking anyone personally. I'm saying it's a failure of the implementation of a system that Luca Pazzioli said was very clear. He said, all assets come from God. You know, yeah. that's why we say in the name of our Lord on the balance sheet, right? And, and they're like, well, what do you mean? It's like, Luca never defined the word prophet. Who is this Luca guy? He was a mathematician. He was one of the smartest, you know, advisors to the Pope and friend of Leonardo da Vinci. What? And he was talking about sacred geometry and, so here we have this beautiful genesis of double entry bookkeeping, which I say only made sense. If you think about it, debits equals credit only makes sense. It can only balance if you monetize the two trend, right? The two entries, uh, because I can't compare honey with a, with a coffee bean unless I say, well, I need one teaspoon of my coffee, but I need one tablespoon of coffee, and, you know, so the exchange of equivalents becomes complicated in an accounting system. But for the Medici's, yeah. it was perfect. It was great for the bankers. 
because it provided kind of a discipline and a system in which they could track transactions very carefully. Uh, and and then over time, of course, they they understood the, the alchemy of money and, uh, and became the dominant bankers. So anyway, it's very, all of these history, which I did not learn in accounting, by the way, all the things I just said, no. never, never heard about Luca Pazzioli. No. Um, and I tell accountants, he never defined the word profit. What do you mean? I said, look at, look at your handbook for accountants. It doesn't say anywhere what profit is. And yet we, that's all we teach in business school. So everything is kind of twisted and turned upside down. Um, what's, so what are you, a lot of us are thinking about, you know, Steph Coopers has been on the show from Antwerp. He's got the sustainable money system. He's comes from the IT world. It's amazing how other disciplines like chemists will look at this. Frederick Zotti looked at this as a, as a chemist, you know, atomic chemist and said, this whole system is, is insane. Like, but there is a better, there is a more elegant way of creating money if we just think through this carefully. So Steph says that every person, imagine every person has a cup. This cup represents your well-being needs for the day. And the cup is, the moment you wake up, it's, it's already full. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to sip this all day. And by the time yeah. I sleep, I've got enough sustenance. I've got everything I need in this cup. But if I, if I wake up in the morning and, you know, the cup, there's, it's overflowed. There's way too much. It's all on the counter. And I'm like, oh, what a mess. But I, I realize that your cup is half full. Oh, I, I text you in the morning. I'm like, how's your cup? Odd. And he goes, it's only half full. Well, I'm gonna, I got some here on my counter. I'm just going to transfer this excess, which I don't need. I can't, it, and yeah. it's going to go into your cup. Your cup is yeah. not full. Everybody's cup is full. Yeah. And nobody goes without. So I think this is very simple. It's a childlike kind of image of what's possible yeah. if we reimagine yeah. the money system. What do you think yeah. of those ideas? Yeah. What I think of those ideas? Well, I think everything is possible, but it's dependent on uh, the people themselves. Mm. Um, the more people understand uh, what money is and how it works in their lives and what they really want with their lives then uh much is possible mm -hmm. uh, in the end we can uh agree that we uh work all uh say 20 hours in a week and we create uh, we produce everything we need mm, beautiful and we can um um share this all together yes uh, uh, so that everyone gets what he uh, needs and not what he greets. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's as, uh, beautiful. Gandhi said. Yes, as, yes. As Gandhi said. And uh, then we have lots of time available, w which we can use to communicate, to um, uh, have um, a culture, to uh, make things we love and do things we love. And so... Uh, th mm. There's so much possible, but we um, use uh, most of our time to, uh, to pay uh, for the debt as a consequence of how this present yeah. system works. Right, and and you, how, how many hours do you use of your life um, to uh, that's uh, in fact 
imposed on you by the system. Thank you. And you know, as our friend Mar I've, Margaret Kennedy, who's now passed on in yeah. Germany, she she's the first person that alerted me to the fact that it it has to be that the interest costs of the debt are Im embedded in everything mm -hmm. I'm consuming. Yeah. And the taxes. And when she calculated for Germany, it blew me away. Mm -hmm. It's like, wow, I'm going to calculate for the United States. And it, yeah, you know, right you now it's 53 cents on the dollar. So you're, so that yeah. what you just said, a 20 hour work week would be possible if you yeah. strip out half the reason we go to work right now, or if we did we, a, a few uh, months ago. Strip out um, earning money with yeah. money. Yes. So part of me is like, when I go to bed, I was like, how outrageous that my brother and sister are suffering and anxiety or fear. Yeah. Yeah, uh, because a lot of people are in fear about what's what's coming next. The COVID yeah. is one thing, yeah. but the scarcity of money is could kill more people just from yeah. anxiety. Yeah, and, and completely unnecessary. It's almost like it's Poverty, monstrous. Hunger. Yeah. yeah, and this is what gives gives me sort of outrage and saying, is anybody speaking some tr common sense here? Yanis Varoufakis, yeah. like, why isn't Yanis Varoufakis? part of this you know european central bank now he speaks such common sense and you know yeah. why isn't odd being called by the eu president now and saying or the imf president you know uh yeah. to give counsel uh and maybe it's a rhetorical question yeah. but we I, I think all we can do is persist in saying there is another path here yeah that's true yeah so <laughs> I always, so I always sort of try to close on, so in, in light of all this, uh, and you and I could, you know, we can write it down, we can write yet another book or another, you know, mm -hmm. working document, I can create the Excel spreadsheet for Europe and show you exactly how this mutual agreement system would work. Perfectly harmonious in harmony with nature, easy, I can play it in a model on, on the spreadsheet. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yet it's not happening. Um, for reasons I think you've expressed so clearly. One is um, it's kind of like the institution is run by maniacs or you know, greed-centered sociopaths, maybe psychopaths in some cases. We won't mention any presidents. Yeah. Slipping into this potential risk of uh, fascism and a dictatorship that could be yeah. worse, uh, you know, the relinquishing of liberties that um, under this guise of there's always this invisible enemy. And in the most powerful word I know we have is no. So we don't have to go this way. This is not the narrative that we signed up for. And we, the people, the majority, who I think we're speaking to, um, can wake up. And how do we take back the power? How do we re reset the system? It's going to be difficult, but one step at a time, we renew these relationships. We become each other's bankers. Um, so the question for you is, so what, 